0: Chapter Twenty Five of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, by François René de Chateaubriand. Chapter Twenty Five. Berlin, March eighteen twenty one. My brother, my cousin Moreau, my sister, La Comtesse de Farcy a woman preceded me up a black and worn staircase with a ticketed key in her hand a savoyard followed me carrying my small trunk having reached the third floor the chambermaid opened a room and the savoyard placed my portmanteau across the arms of an armchair. the woman then said to me does monsieur wish for anything i replied no three blasts of a whistle were blown the woman cried off they go and went quickly out of the room shut the door and ran downstairs with the savoyard when i found myself shut up alone my heart was oppressed in so strange a manner that i was very near resuming my way back to Bretagne. all that i had heard of paris recurred to my mind i was embarrassed in a thousand ways i should have liked to go to bed but the bed was not made i was hungry but i knew not how to get my dinner i was afraid of failing in the usages of the place ought i to call the people of the hotel should i go downstairs to whom was i to address myself I ventured to put my head out of the window i saw nothing but a small inner court as deep as a well where people were passing and repassing who never in their lives thought of the prisoner on the third floor i had just sat down beside a dirty alcove where i was to sleep reduced to the necessity of contemplating the figures on the stained paper with which the inside was covered a distant sound of voices is heard increases draws near my door opens there enter my brother and one of my cousins a son of my mother's sister who had made an unfortunate marriage madame Rose had however taken pity on the simpleton and informed my brother whose address she had procured in red that i was arrived in paris my brother embraced me my cousin moreau was a tall stout man all bedaubed over with snuff who ate like an ogre talked a great deal kept always going about blowing and choking with his mouth half open and his tongue half out he was well acquainted with every place spent his time in gaming-houses ante-chambers and drawing-rooms come sir cried he here you are in paris i shall take you with me to madame de chastenay who was this lady whose name i now heard for the first time this proposal gave me a feeling of repugnance towards my cousin moreau the gentleman has no doubt need of repose said my brother we shall go and see madame de farcy and then he will return to dine and sleep a feeling of joy took possession of my heart the remembrance of my family was like balm in the midst of an unfeeling world we set out cousin Moreau stormed on the subject of my bad accommodation and enjoined the host to bring me down at least a floor lower we entered my brother's carriage and went to the convent where madame de farcy was staying julia had been some time in paris for medical advice her charming figure her elegance and talents soon made her an object of attraction i have already said that she was born with a true talent for poetry she had become a saint after having been one of the most agreeable women of the age her life has been written by the Abbe caron those apostles who go about everywhere to seek for souls feel the same love for them which a father of the church attributes to the creator when a soul arrives in heaven says his father with the ingenuousness of a primitive christian and the simplicity of greek genius god takes it upon his knees and calls it his daughter Lucile has left behind her a bitter lamentation on the sister whom i have no longer the Abbe caron's admiration of julia explains and justifies the words of lucile the account of the holy priest also shows that i have spoken truly in the preface to the genius of christianity and serves as a proof for some portions of my memoirs the innocent julia delivered herself up to penance she consecrated the treasures of her austerities to the redemption of her brothers and after the example of the illustrious africa and her patron she became a martyr the Abbe caron author of the life of the just my fellow countrymen and the saint francis de paul of the exile is the priest whose renown revealed by the afflicted made itself heard even in the midst of that of bonaparte the voice of the poor banished vicar was never stifled by the echoes of a revolution which completely overturned society he appeared to have returned from a foreign land expressly to give an account of my sister's virtues he has searched among our ruins and discovered a forgotten victim and a tomb when the hagiographer depicts the religious cruelties of india bossuet's sermon upon the profession of faith made by mademoiselle de la valliere presents itself to the mind will she dare to touch this body so tender so cherished so cared for will there be no compassion for this delicate complexion on the contrary it is to this principally that the soul imputes its most dangerous temptations she sets bounds for herself shut in upon all quarters she can no longer breathe except on the side of heaven i cannot free myself from a feeling of confusion on finding my name in the last lines written by the hand of the venerable historian of julia why should my weakness be brought into such close connection with such lofty perfections have i kept to all that my sister's note made me promise when i received it during my exile in london is a book sufficient for god or has my life been conformable to the genius of christianity of what consequence is it to have drawn pictures of religion more or less brilliant if my passions cast a shadow upon my faith i have not been blameless i have not put on the hair-cloth the tunic of my viaticum should have drunk and dried up my sweat a weary traveller i have sat down by the wayside but fatigued or not i must rise up and reach the place where my sister has arrived nothing is wanting to the glory of julia the abbe caron has written her life Lucile bewailed her death end of chapter 25